Barry Lewis's Stonkid Foodcast. Oh, proper lash it is, man. Hi guys, it's Alec here. I hope that you're all doing well and that you're all staying safe. I just wanted to offer a bit of a disclaimer before this episode. Barry and I recorded this one around four weeks ago, which, as you'll probably realise, was before the coronavirus situation really escalated. So in this episode, we're talking about things like going out to restaurants and all of this stuff that we're obviously not doing at the moment because of social distancing and all of the restrictions that are in place. Uh, We did debate whether or not we should actually release this one, given the changes that have happened. But to be honest, we're happy with the content. Uh, It's just that the uh, timing of it seems a bit weird. But anyway, we're putting it out there. We hope that you enjoy it. Um, We're going to be back later this week with some content that addresses the coronavirus COVID-19 situation a bit more directly. And seeing as Barry and I are now both at home, you can expect to hear a bit more Stonkin' Foodcast content from us in the coming weeks and months. And we will have more information about that, as I said, in this episode that's coming later in the week. So we hope that you enjoy this one. Once again, stay safe and we will catch you guys soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stonkin' Foodcast, episode number five, Burger Special. All right, Alec. All right, how's it going? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. It's been um, it's been a while since we last podded. Uh, yeah, we've taken taken a bit of a bit of a pod hiatus as as a whole bunch of stuff done went on. Yeah, there's been absolute mountain of stuff, but actually, you and I have actually seen each other physically, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> seen each other physically is such a weird way of describing. Yeah, it. but uh, yes, it was like oh, we should really do, like have a microphone right now. But um, yeah, I was up in uh, the Norwich area with Stu doing some uh, Willit uh, videos, Willit Soda Stream we did before. So this was Willit Toasty and then Willit Slush Puppy, which I have to still edit and. Uh, yeah, it was good to uh, see you and uh, had a little bit of pizza with Stu, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the on the pod cycle. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been neglecting the pod for far too long, so it's nice to be nice to be back in the pod seat. Yeah, definitely. Um, I should say we have had good reasons for that, though, because of course uh, between. Uh, now and and the previous time that we uh we recorded you you done moved house i have moved house mate yeah it's it's been extremely uh, i don't even know how to where to start i could we could probably do an entire podcast on my life <laughs> um barry's move nightmare yeah i mean we knew what we were taking on because this is a, a slightly older house but and obviously it needed to be renovated almost immediately for me to film in i can't film in the kitchen we've got um in fact even the oven that we've been left uh is broken right uh so we we are literally uh, doing one pot meals and slow cooker meals. Um, the, cu- the kitchen's probably going to be another four or five weeks till it's done. Okay. So we're nearly, yeah, it's not taking too long. Um, but just, you know, like sometimes bad things happens in, in threes. Uh, it, it, since we've moved, it's just in like batches of 20. It's just been, you know, even when I drove up to Norwich, I accidentally paid for my hotel for the the night two weeks after that and my car broke down and my pc broke down it's just there's just so much 
interesting things that I could um, I, I could probably write a list of a billion things that have happened. That, but it just keeps smiling, pushing through it. And um, yeah, we're making progress in the extension. The kids absolutely love it here by the beach. The dogs love it by the beach. Mrs. Barry's happy. So we can't complain, really. It's all good. And um, it's going to be awesome when it's worth it, a cracking place to film. And I might even have my own little uh, podcast, little snug area of the house where I can kind of make it sound good and, and just kind of go, right, I'm podding. This is it. <laughs> very nice does that mean i'm not gonna have to be uh filtering out all the fan noise when i edit this because that'd be good i hope so yeah because yeah oh my pc yeah that broke down like i say it's, it, i needed a new graphics card i was whatsapping Stuart actually and he was like telling me what to do and i was like oh that seems to be the most expensive part in the entire thing i'm so happy that's happened <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the, the, it, to be fair they do say that i need a possible new fan on it so that hopefully i can uh reassure you that that will happen and going forward that we can get a new fan how have you been anyway yeah i've been pretty good i i've also been um similarly busy i've had all kinds of projects going on at the moment all kinds of work stuff also since we last uh spoke of course uh lent has started so i've uh i've given up a couple of things for lent oh really yeah i have i have uh completely um i'm having a, a dry lent so no alcohol um and i have I think we talked about in the last episode about trying to cut down on sugar after um, after Christmas. That's well, right. I've, I've completely given up sugar for Lent. Wow, is that hard? Yes, um, and I have also <laughs> given I have also given up coffee. And uh, truth be told, yeah, that's all been completely miserable. But there we go. <laughs> so that's been me. I mean, that's a real sort of thing to cut out. I mean, coffee. I I did not ever used to drink that in the mornings and then my, my wife mrs barry she just suddenly got me into it and it just became the norm and I, I can't not have it in the mornings now it's 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 an addiction to wean yourself off so I, I can definitely see the struggle with that do you always give something up for lent yeah I, I try to i mean it depends on the it depends on the circumstances i think the thing for me was that after christmas i had every intention as we spoke about uh when we did the pod of sort of being a bit better with diet and stuff and then that just didn't happen and it got to the point sort of about the middle of february where i was struggling to button up my levi's and i thought to myself i think i need to take some uh, take some drastic action here wow so uh so yeah that prompted some some lent cut downage but yeah it's been good so far i mean it's always you know the first the first couple of days especially when you're doing coffee are a bit of a slog but you you get through it you get um, what what are you having instead then uh, a variety of teas. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of caffeinated teas, but I've not decaf stuff. So I've been drinking plenty of chamomile and um, red bush and lemon and ginger, this sort of stuff. Um, and um, I think green tea is kind of a good one for having a bit of caffeine, but not being massively caffeinated. Yeah. So that's kind of a bit like your um, your Nicorette patch uh for the for the coffee come down so it's purely a, a caffeine thing then oh no i i love the taste of coffee as well i've i've been a i've been a keen coffee drinker for many years but yeah it's just i it was getting to the point where i was um i was drinking too much of it really uh, yeah because i mean coffee's not that bad for you is it really i mean people say to have a black coffee is quite healthy isn't it as, uh, if you're on a diet or... it's quite it is the caffeine it, the, you know and and too much caffeine has effects on you you know has effects on you psychologically but you know health health issues raised heart rate and stuff yeah too much caffeine so yeah so it can be a thing so i thought yeah cutting down a bit on that has been yeah mostly mostly good so far sometimes a bit boring but 
It's okay. So my, my builders have, uh, well, one of them has three teaspoons of sugar in his, his coffee. And I'm like mm. trying to wean him off. And he can tell. He can tell when I put two in. He's like, no, you've done it again. I'm like, yeah. So I'm just trying to save you, mate, because you're having like four or five of these cups a day. And that's like six, well, 12 teaspoons, isn't it? <laughs> like of sugar. And that's before anything else. But I always, there was a, is that a myth where there's more caffeine in tea. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that is a myth, yeah. And I think especially if you're buying store-bought co- um if you're going to a, a cafe, mm. if you're going to a Starbucks or whatever, getting your coffee there, that stuff is very highly caffeinated. Right. Do you know, I'm going to send you a pack of, I've got something called mushroom coffee. I got sent it okay. ages ago. Uh, it sounds worse than it actually is. Well, I mean, it, to be fair, it worked. It's for actually just keeping people awake. And I, I think it's got something like lion mane extract in it. It's really bizarre. But someone let me have some and I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. I did not sleep for 48 hours. Okay, great. Well, um, <laughs> I guess I look forward to you sending me this. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. The prospect of being awake for 48 hours sounds like misery, but okay. I feel like that should be like our first ever podcast live uh, episode if we ever did one like together if i came to norwich what a, a 48 hour continuous <laughs> just, life podcast. just the marathon until you're like oh yeah i'm tired now and it's like it's just ha- okay just have this mushroom coffee but um, it does taste a lot like a stock so um I, i've got to send you one just so you can have it as a as a as a man who will drink uh gravy by the mug uh that that does sound quite appealing mm. the idea of, of stock coffee now that you've put it like that but yeah. the 48 hours awake yeah send it over i can i can give uh i can give our internet friends my verdict on this bizarre beverage yeah. uh next time we do one of these shows it's a bit like porcini you know when you rehydrate it in water it's kind of like right the, okay the residue you get of that I mean, because it is mushroomy again, it's, it's got that sort of scent to it, just not as strong. But yeah, I, I've got a few I'm, sachets left. Well, in fact, all of them, apart from the one that I had. Right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you might like it. Yeah, I might like it. I might not sleep for days. Um, yeah, but okay. Okay, we'll give that a go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of this something that does the opposite of coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how... Um, alcohol. Well, yes, yeah. I mean, does, yeah. but something to make you sleepy, you know, because... Um, narcotics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, tranquilizers. Th- these are the things you're thinking of here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on from coffee mm. um, to another one of my particular uh, food and drink vices, actually. Uh, today we're talking about burgers. Now, I love a burger <sighs> i am a yeah. massive burger fan i think the art there's an art to a burger i've always loved burgers but i think that love has only intensified as i have gotten older um there's just something magical about them so we're going to talk about all things burger related today i love a burger as well yeah, oh, yeah. just there's something about it isn't it it's just yeah. The way it looks visually and just that whole thing of being able to grab it in your hands and just you build up all these layers and I don't know. I think it's the it's the fact that it's a sandwich, but the filling is massive. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's a big part of the a big part of the appeal there. Yeah. But we're going to talk about all kinds of burger stuff. We're going to talk about the best way to make them, mm. uh, the th- the things that go in them, the best burgers we've had, how we like to eat them, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. We're going to cover 
the whole um, the whole spectrum it's, of burgerness. It's the audio yeah. burger bible. It is, yeah. In <laughs> fact, that might be the uh, that might be the subtitle for this episode right there. <laughs> wow, so good, nice one. Cheers, mate. You saved <laughs> yeah. me a job, so thanks. Nice one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. we did ask on Patreon, didn't we? Just for well, I actually, did ask for a couple of people's thoughts on uh, like any of the weirdest burgers they've had, or what your favourite one was. Because I put up a photo of one of my favourite burgers in the last year, and a lot of it was just about how sometimes they trigger memories, and you know, they're just their favourite ones. There's a, a girl called Lottie uh, who um, posts quite often on my social media in general, and uh, she'd actually said she'd like to try a burger that contains pineapple. I thought that was quite good because there's that whole debate, isn't there, about pineapple and pizza, and um, yeah. Yeah, I just I, I I would love that actually. Well, I think we'll come on to toppings in a minute because burger toppings is such an interesting thing, and the whole um, way we think about that has just completely changed recently. Mm. Now that we've got all of these burger chains and things, it's kind of ex- the, the market has exploded. Um, but I think let's start with the basics. I think before we get into the garnish and the accoutrement if you will yeah. um the thing that we need to talk about is the is the big old hunk of meat yeah so yeah you know what's what do you think is the right way to make a burger patty i, I think a good quality steak mince to be honest is, yeah. is one of my favorite ones um you, know, you can get things like chuck steak and that which you can get you know your butchers and get it all ground up but i think most supermarkets can get a good quality steak mince if you get one of those that to be honest it's, it's never really held me back i remember sometimes it's not really necessary i mean the meat needs to be fairly good quality anyway um yeah but turkey burgers as another aside i mean I'm talking mainly beef here but like turkey burgers i just can't stand them i can never get them to work very well um but mm. so i think that's maybe my thing with it i really like a decent good bit of beef with it but then it's also yeah. what you put in with that because i've done things over the years where you know you put breadcrumbs in with it or sometimes you add an egg in there and you know just some sums to sort of hold it together but i've i found that if you just use a, a a good quality mince and just really work it together and actually just more about the preparation of chilling it um you know making your burger patty shape and chilling it and then and then getting it you know frying it straight away so it kind of helps hold its shape a little bit uh, that yeah. that works really really well so here's the thing i'm when it comes to burgers i think that one of the biggest mistakes that people make is putting too much stuff into the patty. Mm. I think that, um, and I think, yeah, because breadcrumbs, for example, people yeah. love putting breadcrumbs in there. I've known people to put was, uh, like grated carrot in there yeah. and stuff. Yeah, was that and, a phase? I don't know. Was the breadcrumb thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I think, I think part of the logic. Um, I mean, people say breadcrumbs as a binding element. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to burgers um, is, yeah, they don't use, um, you know, they use the wrong mints. They don't use good mints. But also people use mints that is too lean. Mm. I find that if you want your burgers to bind, going for the ultra low fat, ultra lean mints is going to leave you wanting, which I think is why people then add a whole bunch of other things in there. Yeah, to compensate, yeah you need a mint that is a bit fattier. You need a good quality mint, but it needs a bit of fat to it so that it all binds together. I'll grate an onion up maybe, or half an onion. When it comes to onions in burgers, my thing is always, um, I always had that thing of, I I want the onion to be in there, but I want it to be diced as finely as possible because I don't want my burger to fall apart because it's got big hunks of stuff in it (laughs) and it's breaking up the texture. Yeah. Um, 
So I always wondered what to do with that. Um, and what I've started doing recently is I finally dice my onion and then I blitz it with a hand blender. Really? And then I, yeah, and then I stir that in through the through the, uh, through the the mince. Wow. And all I will use is good quality beef mince, um, th- that diced onion, salt and pepper, and uh, maybe uh, one egg for the entire mixture to bind it together. Really? Yeah, you, you do the egg, yeah. Sometimes it depends on depends on the consistency of the mm. of the thing once I've worked it in, but as you said, the trick is make sure that you work it in for a long time and chill it before you um, before you cook it. That does make a huge difference. Yeah, I can't believe that in a way because I guess maybe in a way when you're sort of starting to work it with your hands or in a mixer or whatever that maybe that warms the meat up a little bit and it becomes yeah. a bit more relaxed and tender. But that, that difference of sticking it in the fridge or, of course, you know, if you've gone to the effort of making the patties, you can then stick it in the freezer for whenever you want yeah. it, which is which is amazing, like as a make-ahead thing. But, yeah, that trick before of just, yeah, I think I learned that when I first did a Big Mac, homemade Big Mac years ago. Of, yeah. That was just a tip that I read. I thought, oh, why am I doing this? But I'll do it anyway. And you can just... Just feel it with the, you know with your hand on the baking parts when that difference in the temperature it just feels a lot more rigid and that when you stick it in that pan it just you just it just looks like it wants to hold together and, and maybe that might mean that there's that less of a need of the breadcrumbs and it and it's sort of breaking effectively it just kind of yeah. feels more of a, a unit you know because <laughs> I think I think the other problem with the, the breadcrumbs is that really when I want when I've got a burger patty I really want to taste the meat. Mm. And especially if it's good quality meat or not necessarily the meat, because I think that there are some great vegan burgers out there as well and vegetarian burgers and stuff. But I want to taste the thing that is the basis of that patty. I want that flavor to come through. (laughs) Not a part of breadcrumbs, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the problem with breadcrumbs is I feel that they just... um, they take away the intensity of whatever flavor you're leading with in a burger. So I, my thing would be just avoid the breadcrumbs altogether. It doesn't it, need it. It's almost acting as like a sort of sand <laughs> you know, when you yeah. sweep it on your, on your patio <laughs> yeah. to fill the gaps in, just to maybe just like, yeah, just hold it all together. But yeah, like you say, it's quite nice because if you, if you do that chilling and you mix it together in the right way, and there's also that thing of the seasoning, like back in the day when I first started making them, I'd like, work the seasoning a little bit. And then like, if you st- take a look at your mints, you start making the patties, you find these like red patches of like seasoning, which is not spread around yeah. the mints very well. So you really got to sort of put that time and effort into it. And it's, it's kind of like by doing that, it kind of, you know, when you bite into something without the bread comes in, it, it sort of tears yeah. apart naturally maybe so much, or it's just a bit more, like I say, you're just not getting like, this thing yeah. that's trying to make it one big lump. Do you, um, do you find that you season with anything other than salt and pepper when you're making them? Not, do you have like a particular yeah, seasoning that not, you like or? Not really. I mean, cause I, I tend to make them for the kids mainly and, and the, and the family. So that, I mean, we, we just try and go like, you know, your sauce really is, is what your yeah. flavorings are going to be. But you know, in, yeah. in the nicest possible way, if I, if I was not, um, if I was to cook, cooking just for myself, I think every single time that I made a burger, I'd, you know, sometimes I stick some like Worcester sauce in or something like that. Or, yeah. um, you know, if I'm doing a turkey burger, I found that sage is quite powerful with that. That mm. kind of gets yeah. through it. Um, chicken mince is just a bit weird. See, I like to do a pork and beef blend. Yes. I think that that's, that um, gets you some quite good results. Yeah, it does. But yeah. it's interesting with the seasoning because, of course, yeah, it does vary depending on the meat, doesn't it, what you might want to put in there. Yeah, yeah. Because the pork and meat combos, uh, beef is quite popular in meatballs, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of where I nicked the idea from was from doing um, some Italian-style meatballs. I was like, hey, I wonder if I could do that in a burger. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it worked quite well. 
yeah, like a 50-50 ratio almost. But um, yeah. yeah, I'd love to sort of like, you know, put some real sh- strong stuff in there, even like, you know, go a bit out of far field, of like Indian spices and things like that and really, really push the boat. Maybe not like a Chinese five spice because that, that doesn't always work so well. But, you know, obviously I rave about paprika a lot. That's kind of like a go-to thing in my cupboards. Yeah. But just to, you know, just I would really play around with it if I could. And, you know, things like cumin and you know, just like some of the real kicking herbs but i feel like you can get a lot of that out with your own sources and things anyway and i, I just you know I, I think a lot of it is that experience of the now your patty get that right with your simplicity yeah. like that and then you, sometimes the sources can be the creative thing you know like i say about the like, um this this burger that i posted on patreon was a peanut butter and jelly burger but basically cloned it from a burger joint in my hometown that was only open right. for a year and it shut down already but that was basically a saute peanut butter sauce which sounds horrendous to a lot of people when I post it. They're all like, "What? This sounds disgusting." And I'm like, I always have that mindset where I'm like, "You should always try a food once. If you don't, if you know you're not going to like it, an allergy or it's a food you don't like, don't do it. But if you can just try something and not rule it out, like I was a bit skeptical, but it had a sweet chili jam with it, and it just that contrast of the, I don't yeah. know, kind of like you know how you eat peanut butter and it wants to stick to the roof of your mouth, but it, the sweetness of the jam kind of balanced that out with the chili, and yeah. it was just out of this world so um i think that's where you can get that a lot of that customization from so like yeah i would definitely say yeah keep the patty as normal as you can you know the odds the odd hurt if you're theming it maybe you know maybe some indian spices or something that's just it because if you are going for a full-on themed burger i think that you can you can as you said you can tailor the seasoning of the of the patty to suit Mm. but i think yeah you do have to consider the whole package here because this is the interesting thing with a burger it's not just about getting the meat right it's really it lives or dies by what you serve it with and what you serve it on yeah um and uh yeah so like my I am a big fan of, I think if you're starting out making burgers for the, you know, the first time or whatever, my advice would always be get the basics right. And Mm. a great basic burger for me is uh, the classic. So a burger in a bun, a sesame seed bun or a brioche or whatever you, whatever you fancy. Um, So the patty, um, lettuce, and Mm. I think um, you've got to be very careful with the lettuce. It's got to be the right kind of lettuce for a burger Yep. because you don't want it to be too wet. It needs to be crisp and it needs to not sog up your burger. Yes, yeah. Um, And then um, I would go tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, and pickles. And that, I think, if you've never made a burger before, that's the classic combination to aim for. Bit of cheese as well Yeah. if you are that way inclined. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, you've got to go classic, haven't you, like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the starting point. Um, and then get that down, get that spot on. Um, would also recommend toasting the bun as well, because I think that also makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Um, like, um, when I first, one of the, I think it's like the 10th video I ever did was a homemade Big Mac. Uh, yeah. And I did not toast the buns. And I used to hate doing that. And I got absolutely slated in the comments for not toasting my buns. And yeah. ever since then, I've done it. And I absolutely love it now. I just think that just yeah. that charring the bread... And it almost acts as a sort of shield. If you put too much sauce on, it creates that layer where it doesn't absorb into the bread so much. So, yeah, I definitely agree with the toast and the buns. And the lettuce, I found a really good, like, you get these little baby gem lettuce in some supermarkets. You just, like, literally rip a leaf off. And you've got, like, a nice sort of curve to it, which they actually make some quite good um, lettuce wraps, actually. I did some um, KFC, homemade KFC recently, where I showed it a way of serving it, but literally just using the lettuce as a way of serving it. 
uh, rather than a bun. So just to keep it, you know, bread free, basically. Um, but they're really nice and crisp, you know, and they fit perfectly into a burger. So it works really well. Yeah, and I, I think I was going to say, I think Baby Gem is, is you are absolutely right there. That's a, that's a great burger choice. Yeah. I think that they, they suit it very well. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say about lettuce wraps, actually, because obviously with the with the gluten-free thing, mm. um, you know, burger buns can sometimes be an issue. Yeah. This is something I found. Uh, so Five Guys does this now. They do lettuce wrap burgers as their kind of alternative option. And that is something that I absolutely love at the moment. I think um, it's just there's something about that, about the texture and the way that it kind of cuts through the crunch of the lettuce just gives you something completely different again yeah um so yeah i really dig yeah burger lettuce wraps did you try a portobello mushroom at all uh burger instead of the buns because uh, I, I did that on that kfc video i did three versions like your classic one the lettuce wrap and then i just showed how you could bake a bake a portobello mushroom you just take a bit of stalk off yeah you know, a little bit of oil and sprinkle seasoning on it and bake it it gets quite wet so you have to kind of bake it twice but then put your put your patty or whatever in between that and I bloomin' loved that. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I love mushrooms, so that's my problem. You know, well, not the internet doesn't always like mushrooms. <laughs> it's one of those. Well, the in, the internet is wrong in this instance yeah. because mushrooms are great. If you're a if you are mushroom averse, my advice is just keep eating them until you're not. Unless you have some kind of unless you have some kind of allergy, in yeah. which case, definitely don't eat them. But if it is the case that you know acquired taste and all that because by the time you've gotten into mushrooms that's just flavor country there guys yeah. they're absolutely delicious yeah and I, I remember um as an alternative to meat i think I, what was it? i had a philly cheese steak that wasn't steak it was just literally mushrooms fried right down mm. to almost like a steaky texture and i was given it by my vegan friend to try uh, at a food festival uh, fairly recently actually and i ate it and i was like this is vegan cheese yeah all right, why would they put vegan cheese on a steak? Uh, I don't know. And he let me finish it, and he's like, that's because it's mushrooms. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just caught me out, you know? Very, very clever, and I yeah, I, I love them. Um, yeah, I, I love them too much. I, I, one of my favorite breakfasts is actually frying them up with some garlic and some cream on toast. Absolutely stinks the house oh, out. nice. But it's, it's very delicious. nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously with Philippa being Portuguese, like fried garlic and herb mushrooms as mm. a thing you know as a side dish as you said to breakfast and stuff that's just yeah spot on yeah as you said have that on toast with a yeah fried egg on top happy days oh nice yeah it's that whole thing though isn't it like the moment like the brioche bun seems to be the in thing at the moment i mean i don't yeah. mind that because I mean, they are pretty funky looking indeed but there's that whole cliche thing of like the, the dirty burger kind of I don't know what that's the decade that we, we've been in in the last well, I don't know, last 10 yeah. years in general in terms of like all these like grungy, dirty, just cheesy, really fatty, heavy burgers just seem to be so in trend of like, you know, that was the, the, the burger joint that I went to that had the peanut butter jelly combo. And it's just, yeah, like... and I don't know how I feel about the kind of super gluttonous burgers, because mm. I feel at the end of the day that. You know, all of these things that are going with it. A burger has to work in combination. But I, I think the patty is kind of the star of the show. Yeah. And I feel that 
I feel sometimes when you have all of these things that are just smothered in sauce, especially if it's really heavy flavor sauce like barbecue sauce or whatever, smothered in condiments, that you then just end up losing the essence of the burger. Yeah. I think sometimes just to go simple and have really good quality ingredients is a much better way of thinking about it rather than piling it high with ludicrous toppings. And you can definitely taste the difference as well. Um, and one of the first videos I intend to do when uh, we get back up to filming here because luckily I have so many videos in the bag. We started doing a series called Cheap versus Steep where you compare really expensive ingredients versus uh, budget ones. And right. we've got we've got a mac and cheese one coming up which has um, some interesting results actually. But a burger, thinking about it now, would be really good to do yeah. on there. Um, same ingredients, uh, budget, or, you know, you maybe enhance it a teeny bit, but you don't need to. The difference is absolutely staggering. Uh, yep. So that would be a really, I might have to do a video on that. I'm, I mean, I want to, I'm just thinking of burgers right now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any do's and don'ts to a burger, like you say. I mean, it just gets more and more extreme. I, I've heard of ones that have been deep fried. I think so, that was a comment on one of the Patreon comments, actually, uh, where it was literally fried after it was made or something. So right. it's like, yeah, that sounds... Sounds bad. Uh, yeah, that does. That sounds pretty, uh, pretty rough, doesn't it? Yeah, Robert Boss. I've I've had in Monument Valley in the USA a Native American burger with an actual fried bun. It was so much that I barely finished half of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's quite extreme. I think. Uh, you see, that's just it. I think. You know, yeah, sometimes just essence in simplicity. I do quite like the Five Guys approach, where it's you can have a burger. Or you can have a cheeseburger, or you can have a bacon and cheeseburger, yeah. and you can have it with this set list of standard burger toppings, and that is that's what you get. Yeah, um, keep it simple, right? Yeah, and I, but but I think I think a mistake, yeah, that people make with burgers is having far too many toppings on them and just overloading the burger with toppings because it it you you know it all gets lost in that. Um, I think the other mistake that people make is n not paying enough attention to the side dishes. So having, you know, making a really nice burger and then serving it in a really um, limp bun, I think is a bad idea. Mm. If you spent all that time on your burger, don't just put it in your standard, you know, 30p lunchbox bread roll or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> slice of bread. <laughs> Firstly, it, because it ends up looking like a UFO, because your burger is normally much bigger than the actual bun. Yeah. And secondly, just because, yeah, there's the complete flavor disparity there. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We made a burger cake the other day, actually. That was a channel, a video that went up on the channel. Oh, really? So explain to me a burger cake and how that works. Well, it's kind of like an emergency cake because um, it was Chloe's birthday. Um, she had a party on the day. Well, her birthday was on the Tuesday, but two days before she had a party on the weekend when the kids could come and make it. So we made it one cake and obviously I sliced up and did happy birthday. And Mrs. Barry wanted me to slice just a little bit of it up so we could save happy birthday again for two two nights later. And I was like, well... I've cut it all up. So she's like, well, you need to make a cake. So I found this burger cake online. It's basically a naked cake. So you make four sponges, two vanilla, two chocolate, and the chocolate basically become the beef patty. Uh, and you, oh, okay. Yeah, you stack them together, uh, and then you make a sort of caramel-coloured frosting around the top bun and use white chocolate chips and sesame seeds and pipe icing, different colours, and then an orange-coloured sort of royal icing strip for the cheese hanging out. And it, this took literally 90 minutes. And it was, you know, Mrs. Barry and I aren't the greatest at, you know, cake decorating. We're trying to do our best. We enjoy the process. But it, 
a lot of people said that looks insane and she loved it so yeah like little burger nod of the hat for a, a sweet aspect i guess but yeah <laughs> i was really hoping there was going to be actual meat in the cake that you were just making a really beefy cake yeah i um, mean chloe when she we revealed it to her at first she thought it because it, it looked more like a play-doh burger because the colors were right. so vibrant do you know what i mean it yeah. didn't yeah i struggled to make it look like one of these sort of dirty ones or anything with bacon hanging off it but uh now it's fun and, it's, and like you know i think a lot of people get scared you know to, to make their own cakes and stuff and it's it's so simple just to do that and there's a lot of satisfaction in making a cake for your daughter or your son for their birthday rather than you know buying one in a shop but you know obviously everyone loves a caterpillar cake in the uk they still do those but i think they're about half the size now and (laughs) have you ever done it you should do a video where you make a caterpillar cake i think i'll have to yeah i'd have to do a giant one actually that that'll be really fun just spend all day making like massive i think i've got a 24 inch cake tin this ginormous sort of real big thing that um i've got to find it uh that's even bigger than that actually it just only just fits in my oven, so I could literally make one the size of my... I've got a polytunnel in our garden at the moment <laughs> where we've moved in. It used to house a swimming pool, and it would it'd be easily made in there, I think. <laughs> right, okay. So I like how I like how I was like, you should make a caterpillar cake, and your response to that was, I should make a giant caterpillar <laughs> yeah, cake. I, I feel like there's some movie where there's a giant caterpillar of some kind. Is it Tremors? I don't know. Uh, was tra- yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I've only sort of seen like clips of that, but uh, I feel like if not, there will be a film released soon of yeah. that, like Giant Caterpillar versus Shark Head or something on, on one of those sci-fi channels. Yeah, well, <laughs> if if not, then I you know get get your uh, get your production rights in now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's queuing up for that one all over <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be on the. I remember seeing once on those channels. I saw Titanic two. Right, okay. And it was absolutely horrendous. I'm sure it was. Um, yeah, the budget wasn't quite there compared to the first one. <laughs> so, what is, to your recollection at least, the best burger that you have ever eaten? Oh, jeez. Oh, um, to be honest, like you say, you touched on it a minute ago, like Five Guys is brand. Are they, are they abroad? Are they in other countries? Yeah, they are. Well, they're yeah. American originally, so they are. I would okay. so. Yeah, yeah I, I really like... I had some really good ones there. I had one in Birmingham recently where I went to see a comedian with some friends and they'd, they'd eaten... I, I made it there late and I ended up paying 18 quid for a burger there because it was like... <laughs> like The prices were astronomical because it was in like a complex thing. But I had to go back, I'd have to go back to this um, peanut butter jelly burger that I made last year. The recipe's on the website. It's just basically called peanut butter jelly burger on, on there. Uh, and it was just... You know, I'm looking at it now. I put mushrooms in that and bacon and the cheese. What I've, I've really started to do is I love a cheeseburger. I love um, putting a combination of cheddar and red Leicester on just because I like the color difference as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll turn the patty over and I try and make it not fully cooked through, just slightly medium well as well. If I can do that, it's very hard with my wife. They always like them medium. Um, they always like them well done. But I'll just grab those two slices of cheese to one side, have them ready, drape them on the burger and then like crack some uh fresh pepper on there and then stick a lid on the pan and then make it act like an oven so it steams that cheese really quick and then you get that sort oh, of nice. like yeah you get that sort of gooey droop of the cheese over the bun uh and that just you know, it seems to be the whole in thing at the moment so that with yeah toasted brioche bun i'm looking at it now yeah sweet chili jam uh this peanut satay sauce and bacon yeah, that was pretty darn good and of course the charred bun uh, yeah uh, that that was a, that was that was good and i didn't need to 
I don't know. Something's just come to my mind of making a chicken Kiev burger. I don't know why. I don't know why I'd want to do that. I think I'm guessing that the thing that brought you that to mind was the goo, because that's a kind of chicken Kiev, that oozing yeah. sauce, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you said about an egg earlier, didn't you? I love that thing where you put an egg in a burger and you, you burst the yolk and it spills down. That's that's really nice. How about yourselves? So my best burger um, was in San Francisco. Oh, right. Um and it was at a restaurant called Moe's Burger, which um, when I was looking, <laughs> and not Simpsons related, uh, M-O apostrophe S, okay. so not spelled the same as, as Mr. Sizzlack. Yeah. But um, when I was looking in all the San Francisco guidebooks, um, there was one guidebook that recommended this place. Um, and said it was, you know, possibly the best burger in California, which I thought was quite a bold claim. Wow. So we went in there and it was a very unassuming sort of diner, like no frills layout. But I think normally a good sign when you want to know where a good place to go is all of the cops were in there. Oh, right. That That's... was the place where they went on their on their break. So it was just full of cops and then us. Wow. Um, and this was the best burger I've ever had. And it was just, I think it was organic chuck steak that they had in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just really amazingly good quality, fresh, made fresh patty um, with really good quality beef mints in there. Mm. And just really fresh toppings, really right. fresh lettuce, tomato. And again, no frills. You know, it was a really straightforward burger. It was a cheeseburger with lettuce, tomatoes, sesame bun. You know, it was nothing. It was nothing crazy in that department, but they just got every element to it so right. And yeah. the flavor, the kind of the juiciness of that burger when you bit into it was just amazing. That's what you look for, isn't it? Like that juiciness, is it? I think that seemed to be common on some of the Patreon comments as well, just like that. That almost experience. Of biting into it, and you don't mind getting a bit of, a little bit of grease in your fingers, and being like, "Yeah, it's like a treat, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah, but this was this was next level. Like I've had some good burgers before, but this was, um, yeah, this was something else. Have you ever had any bad burgers? So yeah, I would say so. Um, I think that I've had plenty of like truck stop burgers and things like that that are pretty dire. Yeah. I think. For me, the thing that makes a really bad burger, and I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are on this, um, really thin patties is mm. never normally a good sign. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's two things for me. So it's either really cheap, low-quality mints because there's just not the same flavor to it, mm -hmm. or it is a burger that has been really diluted with things that aren't burger. So a burger that has been bulked up with breadcrumbs, where yes. there's like more breadcrumbs than beef. I think that that's always going to be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Because I know someone who does a photography for McDonald's, I probably shouldn't say too much, but, you know, a lot of the myths that you hear are are true about, you know, they, I mean, they, they, to be fair, they, they they do try hard McDonald's now. I've been on their sites with them and then done a video for them for chicken nuggets. But, you know, from their burger side and all, I mean, all food styling, because you eat with your eyes, they really go to town on it. And it, you're right, it's that classic thing of 
it never looks like how it does on the poster, but it's it's too late then. You've ordered it, and um, I think some of the, yeah, I don't tend to go to too many different burger places, but the, I know what you mean. There's nothing more disappointing than when you get a burger patty that's kind of like a flannel or just something that you could like <laughs> use as like a coaster for your mug of coffee or something. I think the thing is, see, I don't mind it so much with McDonald's because I think you kind of know what you're getting yourself in for, mm. and even you know. Even so, I mean, firstly, my strategy when I go to McDonald's and people might, you know, um, look at me with dismay when I say this. But anyway, when I go to McDonald's, um, because of my specific dietary requirements, uh, I take my own bun, firstly. Really? Uh, yeah, I do. I bring my own bun to McDonald's. I've never heard of that before, ever. Like I order um, two bacon double cheeseburgers uh without the cheese and without the bun and effectively build my own quadruple stacked um wow. McDonald's burger uh with with the bacon and then all of the salad and stuff in it. And when you order it without the bun they serve it to you in a pancake tray and they Did give that... you a knife and fork which was a thing I didn't realize they did at McDonald's. Yes. But if you order a burger without a bun they will give you a knife. And I've fork. seen that. Yeah, cuz obviously yeah they have the pancakes with the maple syrup and the sausage don't they yeah. and uh right. Wow. So like you can't really get a McDonald's off the cuff then unless you restrict what you have. So if you really want a burger, you've got to kind of take that along with you. Yeah, or I just eat it without the bun. That's the other yeah. thing. I can just order the meat and eat it actually with a knife and fork. Yeah, which it sounds like they might get more often than not if they have the pancake tray thing ready to go on it. And Well, it's, it's different. Um, like when I'm in Portugal, because the um like the celiac society in portugal's got a really strong lobby there mm. so portuguese mcdonald's um will do everything on the menu gluten free and they have gluten free bun alternatives for like everything wow. so when i go to portugal i can eat everything at mcdonald's but in the uk that is not yet the case which is something i really feel they need to address yeah it it just really is like that that whole world of fast food there's a lot of clichés for i mean i do prefer a burger king burger for going down that route they i like the whole flame grilled thing but yeah i think it disappoints me in most of these places now is you know, going to like the chicken side again you know you, you go to like get chicken nuggets or a chicken burger anyway it's a lot easier for them to um to store and cook at pace um, a breadcrumbed chicken burger so you don't mm. tend to get that sort of because i love a chicken burger but it has to be an actual piece of chicken like a chicken breast you very very rarely yeah you don't get that anymore very much you used to get them in mcdonald's they used to be i'm sure they did it for a time um or no, maybe burger king actually and it's like flame grilled and it was absolutely sensational um just with mayonnaise real simple mayonnaise lettuce and chicken um but you know obviously like miss minis and kfc and things like that it's still like a crumbed chicken you don't tend to get that just i just want a nice lean grilled fillet and that's gorgeous i take issue with the concept of a chicken burger full stop ah, right. because i don't like the i don't like a breaded chicken burger I, mm. what's the point of having something covered in breadcrumbs then put in a bun it's yeah just no no absolutely overload i think you know it's kind of carb overload for that dish um but my problem is, and this is maybe a burger purist thing, chicken breast mm. is just a piece of meat. Yes. It is not a patty. And I think it is, I'm not sure how I feel about that being called a burger. 
because to me that's just a sandwich. And that would echo some of the comments I have sometimes and you know, I do something a bit unique and they're like, well, that's not really a burger. That's uh, you know, Sometimes they'll say it's a sandwich or it's just a, something they'll shove between a bit of bread. I'm like, well, isn't that what a burger is? But yeah, I think you know, it's going back to that thing of like, you know, what do you do with your patty if you're keeping it basic? Like with the chicken breast, what I'd like to do is bash it really thin so you can get a real quick fry on it. And then it is all about that sauce with it, like a, a real good mayonnaise and lettuce in there. Uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, that's literally my favorite burger. Actually, I would I would actually really? if I had the choice of that, I would definitely pick it. But it's just not there anymore, and it's I'm pretty certain it's for preservation reasons because of the whole breadcrumbing thing. It's so much easier for them to flash fry. It's you don't analyze it so much because you've kind of got this shield around the meat, <laughs> like. But, you know, see, it's an interesting thing. I was reading a thing. Uh, I can't remember what website it was on, but there's a really good American website that talks about it's like basically fast food news. And it's fascinating talking about the kind of industry side of fast food. Yeah. And they were talking about how a lot of the fast food restaurants now are moving away from these um, sort of moving away from having lots of menu items. So moving down to... Um, just having the basics and then moving into these kind of limited run burgers that you see McDonald's doing a lot at the yeah, moment. Do, so these yeah. taste of the world things. Yeah. Um, which are essentially the same burger, but just, um, just changing over the sauce and the bun. That's it. Yeah. That really is it. <laughs> yeah. But they're doing it for economic reasons because obviously fast food, um, economically has taken a bit of a hit at the moment as, people have sort of as there's been a move towards sort of more health conscious thinking and then also people doing the vegan thing and then people with concerns about the climate change stuff um so th there is this kind of i think a bit of upheaval in the fast food industry and one of the ways they're responding to it is making menus smaller stocking fewer of the items that they don't sell as much of mm. and then kind of opening it up with these these limited edition burger runs where they're only superficially changing what's actually on the burger yeah because i did like things like they did a run with recently with the big mac they did a, a standard big mac then they did a baby one and then a grand one and i think now yeah. they, they've stopped the grand one and now they're doing a i think they're doing a grand grand quarter pounder or no big the big tasty or something they're but, doing a uh, big mac with bacon at the moment oh that's, that's right yeah yeah but then you order a grand one of those, and they probably do look like what they look like in the photo as a normal size one. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like what? <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't mind the odd cheeky McDonald's. Maybe once every six, seven weeks as a treat for the kids. We'll, you know, if we're out and about on the way home, we'll pop in the drive-through. You know, yeah. it is what it is. It's sometimes good there for a quick fix, and you know, I'd be lying if I tried to say no, nope, never go there because uh, there's definitely worse places. They, I think they're quite targeted as well. I think they've got a yeah. reputation and. Um, they're just an easy thing of you know just just unhealthy and things like that but i'd imagine that some of the other fast food ones are equally more and probably have less standards uh, than than they do in terms of their production and things particularly in the yeah. uk because i know that jamie oliver did that thing with it with the nuggets with the pink guns i think they're depending on which area you're from they have all different very much food standards and quality and stuff so um well yeah it, it'll depend on as you said regional food standards will dictate how things are made yeah. i think the thing with the thing with burgers at the moment is in terms of the high street there is so much choice there are so many burger restaurants out there right now mm. between your 
gourmet but you know like in norwich we've got gourmet burger kitchen we've got byron we've got um ed's easy diner yeah five guys got we got five guys yeah Mm. and that's not to mention we got a bunch of really good um local burger chains as well um like there is so much going on you're never short of choice for burgers in the norwich area yeah that, i mean that's that's what you want i mean sadly where i live uh we need to go 20 miles up to bristol to get that real range but it's it's worth it like whenever i'm up there if i'm like right i want a burger it tends to be five guys because i don't know the area amazingly but they have those ones as well like gourmet Bur- uh, gourmet burger kitchen and, and byron but i don't know I, I quite like to support the independent person i feel like there's a little touch of that when you go to five guys because they they do try and source the ingredients with local suppliers which is quite nice well, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a, so one, one place that I am going to shout out a local place that's really good for burgers, and there are a bunch of them in Norwich. Uh, we got a place called Middleton's um, Steakhouse, which is somewhere I keep meaning to take you. Next time you're up in Norwich, I'm going to take yeah. you. Yeah. Which right. is like a, um, like a farm to plate place. So they own a farm locally and they butcher the meat themselves and then they serve it in their own restaurant. Um, oh, right. So, like, and, uh, they make the buns there as well or no 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 it's just the just the meat but all of the all of the other ingredients that they source are of um a very high quality and another thing that i like about them is none of their uh desserts are bought in they've got a dedicated pastry chef who is there to make their desserts oh nice yeah that's the easy win for restaurants getting the desserts in bulk sometimes isn't it They just sort of go yep we'll buy that from this company shove them straight in the freezer Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they really go to town on that stuff at this place. And it's just, it's got really good ambiance and uh, the meat is very, very good. And they do uh, really good burgers and stuff. That's a free burger for you next time you go in there then. No, oh, well, little plug. Crossed. Um, <laughs> that's it. I went there. I, I actually went there on um, on the night that they opened, and they did fifty percent off everyone's bill for the first night. Oh so, wow! Um, yeah, I've been I've been a loyal customer there literally since day one. Um, but yeah, I think that they're great. And like I said, we get tons of great uh, burger places in Norwich. We get a place called Zach's, which is really good as well. And there's a whole bunch of other ones. But yeah, Middleton's is my burger place of choice at the moment. Yeah, I think it's quite nice to support like the local people if you can and the independent places. Just there's a lot more sort of passion put into it, I think, as well. And it just feels good that you know if you don't support these people and you keep going to the larger places, then well, you'll never get that originality and that uniqueness, will you? So it's, it's 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 nice to feel part of that. I think. Yeah, I think the thing I would say to that end as well, people in the comments, if you're listening to this or on facebook or whatever in the comments sections you know tell everybody your favorite local burger place share it around share the love let people know where you go like independent restaurants not chains where you go and get your burgers tell everybody about it give them some love let people know yeah where there must be some delicious meats amazing out there yeah i found this website it's 25 of the craziest burger toppings in america and even okay. just num- number one just stood out at me of uh, apparently it's a place called Maguire's Irish Pub uh, in yeah. Florida, uh, and they serve hot fudge sauce on the burger. Wow. Yeah, why wait for desserts? Patrons of this Irish saloon can mix sweet and savory by ordering a three-quarter pounder, th- wow, okay, black Angus beef burger covered in a scoop of hot fudge drizzled vanilla ice cream. I would eat that. Um, I would definitely eat that. I mean, I would, I would try it. I'd struggle with the ice cream. Um, yes, I would try it, but um, that's just like I get your kind of sweet and savory thing, but that just seems a bit extreme. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's just one of those things that you know. Sometimes I don't know. It shouldn't work. 
It, I think it probably will, but you just don't do it. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like. I get the peanut butter and uh, and jam combo. Mm. That makes perfect sense to yeah. me. Ice cream and fudge sauce. I yeah, just feel on is going to be kind of overkill with that. Yeah, I just I can't see. Did you ever try a ramen burger? I never tried a ramen burger, no. Yeah, I made one of those at home. I always wanted to try one out and about. Uh, I think they're still quite popular, but obviously the 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 patty is is obviously just still a standard patty or whatever flavorings are in there. But the buns is, is replaced with the ramen noodles, which are shaped into patty shapes. But they actually get, um, you know, what we were talking about earlier about the juices of the burger. They soak into the noodles. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. And it just makes it, oh, it's almost like a stock from the juice of the burger, nice. flavouring the noodles, and they're just so tender. That's 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 really nice. Um, that sounds appealing. Yeah, a bit bit better than this than fudge sauce. <laughs> so that there was some delicious and some weird and wonderful burgers. Our thoughts on all things burger related. I think you and I have so many opinions on burgers that we will probably come back to this in a future episode uh, because it's something that well you and I have talked about at great length before, and I'm sure we'll do so again. Yeah, I, mean, I had my dinner before I started doing this podcast and i'm like i'm really really want a burger <laughs> yeah i'm wondering uh, what the situation is with uber eats and mcdonald's right now but um there we go yeah i'm i'm so hungry i'm so hungry for a burger right now i can't think of anything <laughs> other than just literally the juicy drooling do you know what? i'm hoping that someone listening yeah. to this as well there's going to be like damn you <laughs> i want a burger yeah. as well if, oh, if, they, if they have that response then our job is done yeah um, I wonder how that lady's getting on, actually, with the... Remember the New Year's resolution? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've not had any... Have we had any updates on that? Uh, to be honest, I think I've been... Yeah, I haven't looked in my inbox. I uh, haven't looked out for that. But, but if she's listening, if you could give us an yeah. update. If not, I'll I'll have a little rummage there and try and find out. But was that yeah, a, yeah. a yeah. new recipe? Every every day, 365 days a year, wasn't it? Yeah, no repeat. yeah. Yeah, let us know how you're getting on with that if you haven't done already. And if you have, give us a give us a nudge because for obvious reasons we've been a bit behind on all of the messages and stuff, what with Barry's move and everything. But yeah, keep us updated because yeah, we were fascinated to see how that worked out. Yeah, that I was really intrigued by that. I would love to do that. I would love to. So that was our burger pod uh we will be back hopefully in more than in a shorter period of time than two months time for the next edition so how of long Stonkin it's been foodcast yeah it's been a long time oh my gosh yeah wow it, it feels know. like two weeks maybe it feels yeah. like oh wow okay yeah well yeah we definitely need to get back on the pod cycle i mean we were into a nice little flow actually and um no, i'm really enjoying it and so yeah we'll be We'll be we'll be getting these back at you at a more uh, more regular basis from now on. Um, in the interim, if you've got topics you want us to cover, if you've got things you want us to talk about, if you've just got comments about the show in general, uh, there's a couple of ways that you can get in touch with us. There's our email address, which is stonkinfoodcast at gmail.com. You can drop us a message on there. We'll leave um, links to that in the description uh, for this episode um how can people get in touch with you on the socials mr lewis uh barry lewis.net so the podcasts are listed there in their own little section as well uh so yeah do share them around or on social media at mr barry lewis forward slash mr barry lewis you'll find us you'll find them find me somewhere it's all good i just really want a burger <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, and uh, just before you go off and uh, indulge that burger craving, uh, you've got Patreon as well, of course, where people can contribute and your Patreon monies, um, you know, go a little bit towards the the, uh, the Stonkin' Foodcast show. So, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it helps keep the, the pod alive and, uh, and, and just generally support what I do as well. And it's, uh, yeah, if we can get any extra backers out there or any more content you'd like to see specific for the, the podcast, you know, the Patreon, you do get the episodes ahead of time before anyone else. But we'd like to get you guys as much involved as possible. And hopefully we can get it up to an episode every week soon. And it'd be, it'd be good to just create some more content. So let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's it for us. So we will see you soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. I'm going to get a burger now. Bye. Is it?